Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. So I think be willing to fail and be willing to just take a chance on yourself. I think that's something I live by every day in every single aspect of my life. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Today's Women in Tech shout out goes out to Anna Anderson. Anna is so amazing. I met her in Europe a couple years ago, and I'm just so thankful that she is in my orbit, empowering women in tech around the world, specifically in Riga, Latvia with Tech Girls. She is the founder at Be With. She is just, just defines empowerment. Be sure to say hello to Anna on LinkedIn. Go to A-N-N-A, and then her last name is A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N as in Nancy E. Anna, thank you so much for supporting and cheering on Women in Tech globally. Tell her you found her via the Women in Tech podcast. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. Today's personal spot is about how I've had my phone turned off, powered off the majority of, I think, at least the last week. And it's made a huge difference on my mental state. I'm still not 100%, but I just notice when the phone is powered on for the moments that it has to be powered on, like I feel more anxious and I feel like this need for dopamine and clicking and refreshing, but powering off, I'm just like, wait, okay, wait. It's like collecting my thoughts. Where do I want to be? What do I want to be doing? How do I really want to be showing up for myself? And it's just such a different mind space than when the phone's on. It just feels like the phone beyond feels like this loud, chaotic world of like cars honking and just grit and noise. And then the phone off feels like, (sighs) you know, it's just, it's interesting. So we'll see. I'm almost, you know, considering having this just be the life that I live for at least the end of this year, but I'm not putting pressure. I'm just taking it a day at a time and being mindful about the whole situation. There's goals that I wrote out for myself at the beginning of the year, and I really just want to keep a clear mind so I could feel proud of how I'm showing up for myself and feel that I'm leading a life that's meaningful of integrity and not just, 
you know, losing all my time in social media apps and app refreshes. Not counting YouTube. I still watch an obscene amount of YouTube. So (laughs) there's that. All right. Enjoy the next episode. the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest. She was on Instagram live with us, and now she's joining us for the Women in Tech podcast from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome, Katie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Of course. Now, Katie, I know you go by the nickname Katie, Correct. but your name's Kadasha. Is that how you say it? It's Kadesha, so it's Kadesha. a long A. Kadesha. And tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so hi, everyone. My name is Kadesha. I'm a software engineer. I work at Northwestern Mutual, and I'm a brand new engineer, so most days I have no idea what I'm doing. I also create content on Instagram for new developers. And one thing I loved about um, your journey is that a lot of your journey in becoming a woman in tech has been about empowering others to open their minds that they can become a woman in tech too. Can you walk us through like what that looks like for you on week to week, month to month, like as you go through your journey, how do you share your story with others? Oh yeah. So I started my journey sharing my journey on Twitter primarily. So when I was learning, I would tweet to connect with others, but also to ask questions. It was a really great way for me to find help. And now that I have a job and I feel more comfortable talking about highly technical topics, I share my journey on Instagram. And on Instagram, I try to be very vulnerable and open and try to convey that, yeah, tech is great, but it's also really, really difficult to work in the technology space. So I think that allows me to be like more friendly and approachable. So people seem to really be gravitating towards that, which is wild. And share with us, where can people find you on social? Oh, sure. Yeah. You can find me at it's that lady dev on Twitter and on Instagram. Correct. And we'll include it in the show notes as well. So you didn't start out in the tech world. You started out in a different world. Where did you start out and how did you discover this world of technology? Yeah. So my prior profession was social work. So I was a social worker. So I was the one going into homes, investigating uh, child abuse and neglect with the cops, going to court, doing all that jazz. It was very tiring and it was a lot of work for not a lot of money. And so in 2018, I started to realize that I really couldn't afford to live on my own. Um, I couldn't afford to help my mom in Jamaica. I couldn't afford everyday things that I wanted to do and especially investing for my future. And so I started looking into like budgeting. And so I started following a lot of like finance per people on Instagram. And then one day I came across a blog post by a finance blogger and she said that she taught herself how to code in nine months And then she became a software engineer. And so that really piqued my interest. So I read the blog post and I kind of sort of just fell down the rabbit hole. And here I am today as software engineer. So it all started with like a blog post on Instagram. So cool. And And let's give her a shout out. Yeah. So her name is Danny and she's from Pennies to Wealth on Instagram. Great account. It's such a beautiful example of how sharing your journey can most literally change someone else's life. Absolutely. 
So what were your first steps when you went from that blog post and then you started to pursue technology and exploring what that would even mean to you, where you even get started? Where were the first places that you headed? Yeah. So the first place I looked was her blog. And so in her blog post, she spoke about this website called Free Code Camp. And it's literally a free, 100% free coding bootcamp online that you can do on your own. So that's where I started. And so I got to a technology called JavaScript on Free Code Camp. And that's where I got really, really stuck, really, really confused. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't do this. Coding is too hard. <laughs> um, but then um, I decided to go on my best friend's Google. Google. Google is my best friend. So I Googled up like how to learn to code. And then some coding boot camps came up. I applied to one of them and I got in. And thankfully, I did get into that one because I didn't have to put any money down up front. And they taught me everything I know now. And then I became a student mentor. And then I went to the conference and got hired. And so that's kind of where I started. So I started with free resources. I love Free Code Camp and I love Code Academy. That's also a great site for beginners. Um, but yeah, that's where I started. And talk about the conference. Yeah. So the conference I went to, so in, okay, so 2018, December 2018, I, I discovered code. And then March 2019, I started the coding boot camp. And around the same time, I got a scholarship to go to the Grace Hopper conference that was happening in Orlando. So I was living in Orlando, Florida at the time. So I got a scholarship to go to the conference. And so while I was in the boot camp, that was my focus. I was like, I need to be prepared to get a job in October because the conference is coming up and they have a huge, a massive uh, career fair. So got through the boot camp, got to the conference, and I met the director of engineering at the company I work for. And I think she just fell in love with me because like after our very long talk, like 15 minutes later or so, I got an email saying they would like to hire me. And Amazing. that was a wild, like I cried because I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did it. It's amazing. It and are crazy. you still with the same job today? Yes, yes, yes. What would you say when you first started your role was the most daunting part when you were absolutely new? What was a part that you really had to overcome to do your job well or to feel ease in your new role? Yeah, honestly, it was the part that I had to overcome the most and I'm still overcoming is the self-doubt. Mm. So I feel like almost every day I wake up feeling like I'm going to get fired because they're going to realize that I don't know anything and I'm not doing anything. But that's oh not true. Imposter syndrome. <laughs> have it too. <laughs> it's not true. But that's what I always have to overcome. So like one of my main goals every day is to just show up. Mm -hmm. If I show up to work, I'm good. That means um, I live to see another day and I'm alive for another day. But honestly, in my role, so currently my title is associate software engineer and literally my job title is to learn. So I'm not expected to know everything. I'm not expected to own anything. I'm expected to contribute where I can and to keep developing my skills, which is what I do every single day. What does your day-to-day -day work life look like? If somebody were to be in your shoes for your job, what kind of activities and tasks would they be doing all day long? <laughs> I think if someone was supposed to shadow me for a day, they'd be very bored. <laughs> I code. <laughs> I code for most of the day. 
Most days in the week, I am coding. And what, what, what does that mean? Our lovely project manager, he organizes our work into what is called sprints, which is basically just like two weeks of work that we need to do. And so I will pick up a ticket from that sprint and work on it. It could be as simple as um, fix the text content on this button on the page, but a button is never a button. So <laughs> it could take days to do. But so I will pick up a ticket and I'll work on the ticket. Many days I have like meetings, so team meetings, external organizational meetings, meetings about meeting. So some days I'm meetings about meeting. (laughs) Like on Thursdays, it's just from 10 a.m. to like 2 or 3 p.m. It's just meetings. And so I don't do any like work work. (laughs) I just be in meetings and do trainings. But a typical day look like so at 10 a.m we have stand up which is just a team meeting how are you doing what did you work on yesterday do you have any issues do you have any concerns after our stand-up meeting then i get to work so i pick up a ticket and i work on the ticket all day which is great i don't have to talk to anyone i don't have to fix anyone's problems it's just me and the computer and i love it it's yeah, funny it's very boring <laughs> i think i forget what it's called time boxing it's so important like mm-hmm. wednesdays which today is wednesday when we're recording this is my meeting day and if i had meetings all week long i feel it would be so disruptive and i have mm. some meetings here and there but like i know on tuesdays i'm gonna have my own space and time to handle what I need to handle. Yeah. So it's really important to be intentional with our time and to batch things as much as possible. In your day-to-day work life, what's one tool, website, app, software that you just absolutely love and can't live without? Yeah. So one thing that really helps me as a junior developer is keeping notes on the things I'm learning and the problems I encounter. So I use the Microsoft app. What is it called? OneNote. So I use OneNote to keep track of all my days. So like at stand up, I know exactly what I did um, last January because everything is documented. And that helps me to not only grow, but it, it helps me to, if I come across the same issue, I can go back to my notes. I can search it, which makes it super easy. And I can also, for my reviews, I can pull up everything I did for the year and say, hey, manager, here's all the wonderful things I did, um, which is what I did last year. And I had an excellent review, which is wild. I was like, wow, I did a lot of work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually really glad you brought that up because it's what I I was going to share if you hadn't brought it up was utilizing all those notes that you have from OneNote do help so much in the review process to get a raise to get acknowledged can you talk a little bit more about that because I don't think we talk about that enough like how can someone truly empower themselves to make it a no-brainer for leadership to say we want to promote you we want to accelerate you Yes. So one thing I learned from my manager is it's very important to get exposure. So it's very important to get exposure and it's very important to speak up, even if it's to say, oh, wow, I really don't like that. What do you think about this? Having your voice heard is so important because people want to hear your opinion. People want to hear what you think and people want to know that, you know, you find the work important and fulfilling. In, in regards to exposure, if you can volunteer to do anything in like one of your company's ERGs, employee resource groups, or volunteer to teach something with a skill that you use every day, that will go a super long way. And 
if you can volunteer to help somebody on another team out with something that they're having issue with, that will also go a super long way because those people will in turn like send you an email. Oh my God, thank you so much for helping me. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for blah, blah, blah. And then you can say, oh my goodness, manager, can you believe XYZ said this? Wow, isn't that amazing? But you bringing it up casually to your manager is letting them know, hey, I'm doing all these amazing things and people love it. So that's kind of what I did. So I like to think about adding value to my team. So I like to take these small, annoying tasks and just do them. (laughs) And everybody loves me for it because the small things get done because I make it a point to make sure that it gets done. And then had a campaign where they were redesigning their career site. And so I was asked to be a part of it. And I said, yes. And so now my face is all over (laughs) their website. And it's kind of crazy, but people know who I am now. And so I have so many people coming into my DM saying, hey, can you be a part of this? Hey, wow, I saw your picture. That's so cool. Hey, can we meet up for coffee? So having exposure is also super important. And you, we talked about this a little bit earlier on. You're developing your personal brand quite extensively as you're growing in your career. What are some things to keep in mind in regards to cultivating a strong personal brand in order to help propel your career? Yeah, that's such a great question. And you don't have to be like an influencer to have a personal brand. Like there are other ways to effectively have a personal brand. Absolutely. I love that question. So the reason I started sharing on Instagram only in January Mm -hmm. is because I wanted to learn the technologies that I use every day. I wanted to learn them better. And one of the things I learned from my social work days is the best way to learn is to teach. And so I told myself, okay, let's just teach JavaScript on Instagram and see what happens. And it turns out a lot of people at Instagram want to learn about JavaScript, but that's helping me not only build my brand and connect with others, it's helping my brain to solidify the concepts that I learned in my bootcamp and that I use every single day. So I'm not only becoming a better developer, I'm becoming a better employee because Anem is getting quality work from me now, which is amazing. Yeah, like you said, it doesn't have to be like being a tech influencer. Oh my gosh. Um, You can literally literally just share what you're working on. If you want to improve a skill, go share it on Instagram or the TikTok, the TikTok. I'm that old or TikTok or Twitter. And you'll be surprised at how much you retain. And because I started my Instagram, I've been invited to conferences this year to speak about my experience. I'm on this podcast and even my manager is just like, wow, you're doing so many things. So that also increases your visibility in the tech community. So I love that. You're queen. You're awesome. You. you know what makes her extra queen is before we started, before we started the interview, she made this really funny face. And it was, it's just like, literally, if I wasn't having a bad day, but if I was having a bad day, it would have broken me out of like bad day spells so fast. That's awesome. Like the most joyous, happy, like young hearted, like comfortable in my own skin. I don't know. It was just like, I just that was my thinking phase. That was my thinking phase. It was like make faces. It was it was just I don't know. There's just joyous. It was really nice. I don't know. I know I've talked about it a few times before we even started recording. I just think 
it just reminds me of the power that we could all have in me, like the little tiny small things make a huge difference of positivity in someone else's life. And that is so true. That like is it so doesn't true. take that much to really make a positive impact. And that's also one thing about like sharing your experiences. You never know who is watching. Like mm-hmm. Danny from Pennies to Wealth, she had no idea I 100% changed my life because of that blog post. And I remember going back to her last year and I told her my entire story and she was crying. She was just like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe you changed your life because of that blog post. And I was like, yes, thank you for your amazing content. And she will forever be a part of my story. And I love that because also through her, I learned that I didn't have a spending problem. I had an income problem. And that was the primary reason I wanted to switch careers and to be a software engineer because we earn a lot of money (laughs) even as an associate. But it's not just about the money. It's about the impact I can make in other people's life to say, hey, come on over to the tech world. We need you because we do need you. We need more diversity. (laughs) Come on over. I also think saying we don't have a spending problem. We have an income problem is a great reframe on having an abundant mindset. Um, (laughs) What what is a piece of guidance or advice that you've gotten along the way that has stuck with you throughout your career? I like to listen to podcasts. I recently added yours to my roster. Yay. So I love to listen to Oprah's Super Soul Conversation. Yes. So good. <laughs> I feel so like good. I'm a changed person every Me time too. I listen. I'm like, yo. My Me brain too. and its solar system expand with her. She brought me through my boot camp all 2019. Um, wow. but one thing she said that stuck with me was follow your curiosity. So I try to live by that. If I'm curious about something, I'm like, okay, let's try it. And if it doesn't work out, I learn lessons and I have new skills that I can apply to trying something else. And I think that follow your curiosity really led me into the role I am today. Like I'm no longer poor, which is amazing. (laughs) I work a lot less than I did as a social worker but I'm earning a lot more and I have more joy in my life. So I think be willing to fail and be willing to just take a chance on yourself. I think that's something I live by every day in every single aspect of my life. When you were poor in the word that you used, (laughs) no, genuinely, did you think you could create a life like, did you believe in that phase, that chapter of your life that you could create a life that you weren't poor? No, absolutely not. I grew up poor. So I thought poor was just going to be me. I grew up in Jamaica, really, really poor with a single mom. Then I moved here and then I started working and then I was still poor. Cause I was like, okay, maybe I'm destined to be poor, but Oprah, Oprah. <laughs> so but I Oprah. But I feel Oprah. like that's the answer to a lot of things, <laughs> but Oprah. <laughs> but Oprah. So listening to Oprah, and reading the books that she recommends, it really opened my eyes. I started meditating. I started reflecting. I swear, 2018 and 2019, it was mind transforming for me because I learned and I realized somehow that it doesn't have to be this way. Like you can literally change your life like in one solid year of like commitment. You can just change the course of your life, which is amazing. 
you're so inspiring. Thank I, uh, I'm Oprah. not just saying that. I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, I'm where that comes from is I'm so excited for how all the listeners will be inspired by hearing your story. And I'm so excited for them to hear your words. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you. One year transforming your mindset. A lot of people say that it's, they say, you know, I want to transform my life, but people I don't think as often say, I want to transform my mind for my life to adapt to my mind. Instead, they think, yes. they think outward. They're like, if only I had the car, then I'd be happy. If only I had the job, then I'd be this. If I, you know, instead of thinking, how do I transform my mind yeah. to create the output? That is so true. I remember when I was 16 years old, I told myself, you know what? The mind controls the body and not the other way around. I don't even know where that thought came from, but ever since I thought that, it's somehow I always go back to it. And whenever I go back to it, like mad things happen, not mad, but like amazing things happen in my life, like changing my entire career and my entire life, my lifestyle and everything. <laughs> it's crazy. But it does start in the mind, because if you don't think you can do something, you you're not going to do it. But if you tell yourself, you know what, I can do this. I can try. I can do hard things. Your mind is going to say, OK, let's do it. And it's going to figure out how to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to do, because that's just how the brain works. It wants you to be happy. And just because you don't know the solution doesn't mean you can't take the first step toward a solution. I love that. Exactly. So exciting talking to you. Have you been on a podcast before? No, this is my first time on a yes! podcast. Yes! <laughs> so excited to have this be your first of many, many ahead. Like so many ahead. Like I hope I just, so. <laughs> you're doing a lot of great things for our community. How can people get in touch with you? I know we talked about it a little bit at the beginning with your Instagram and, and Twitter handle, but like, let's revisit that. How can people connect with you? Yeah, so you can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at it's that lady dev, like it's that lady developer. And you can send me an email at hello at it's that lady dot dev. And a question that I think is really cool is what is one wish that you have? And what is blocking you from attaining that wish? Whoa. What is one wish that you have? And what is blocking you from attaining that wish? One wish or I like have, what's a block from attaining? Yeah. yeah. One wish I have or one hope I have, a goal I have is to retire my mom in Jamaica. She works so hard for so little and it's it's so challenging. And I would love to just say, hey, mom, I'll take care of you for the rest of your life. And what's blocking that is me. I don't believe I can do it. And I'm trying to work on my mindset because mindset is very important. And I think it's because it seemed like such a lofty goal I feel like I can't do it, but I, I can do it. I and what and what kind of mentor or person would make sense to help guide you through getting past that block to help improve your like? Is there a dream mentor, maybe a dream, you know, role that they have or a dream person? Like I know Oprah might be one of those people. Like who would be your dream person or resource to get you through that block? don't know I think a therapist I'm <laughs> I'm really I don't know I'm really big on therapy so I think yeah. maybe CBT like cognitive behavioral therapy would help me to overcome my limiting beliefs because I still have a lot of limiting beliefs that I need to overcome but I I don't know 
No, I think that's a great answer. So (laughs) for everyone listening, if you know someone experienced in cognitive behavioral therapy or uh, who knows Oprah, one of the two, (laughs) definitely make sure to reach out to Katie so we can support her and her success. You've been absolutely amazing. Anything else you want to share with all of us before we wrap up? No, just be true to yourself and don't be afraid to fail because you can only learn lessons from your failures. Katie, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world. Remember, go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. Takes you straight there. Womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hi everyone, my name is Kadesh Shakur and I work at Northwestern Mutual as a software engineer. I am based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and you're listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.